welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. Uh, I'm Lyra, and it's just me today. So welcome to the darkness. <laughs> um, we have had sort of a hectic week over here at the podcast, and currently we don't have a whole lot lined up for this episode. Um, we had some stuff in the works that just didn't pull together. Everybody's super stressed out and busy right now. Um, so this is going to be sort of a short one, and we are sorry about that, guys. But uh, I'm going to do a quick little overview of Ostara. We did miss doing something uh, on the podcast before the holiday happened. We got right up on the holiday and realized that the episode wasn't until the next weekend. Um, we're going to work on being better about that, because like we told you guys, we want to follow the Wheel of the Year with you and uh, go through the different holidays before they happen. So just in case anyone out there doesn't know very much about them or doesn't have anything planned, we can maybe help with that. Um, quick thing about our mic, we do have it. It's beautiful. Um, it seems to be working fine, but we're still fussing around with the program. So today I'm actually recording on some headphones and a microphone attached to those. Um, it seemed to test fine, but if you guys have any experience with uh, weird sound quality, definitely let us know. But I'm going to go ahead and just jump into a little thing about Ostara real quick. Um, so I'm going to go over the goddess, and then I'm going to go over a little bit about the holiday, and its relation to Easter just a little bit. So Ostara started off as a Germanic goddess. Um, she is a goddess of fertility. She seems to have a lot of other facets to her, the same way a lot of uh, the older gods and goddesses do. But modern, in uh, most modern pagan and Wiccan practices, she is seen as a symbol of fertility and renewal and life, things like that. Um, and she's highly symbolic of the beginning of the new year, and the starting of spring, and things growing. Um, there is uh, the name Easter attached to her, and there's some debate as to whether or not that's a different goddess or the same one, and the name just sort of evolved over time, or if they were two separate goddesses that became the same thing. Um, there's actually a lot of uh, academic studies on that, apparently. Didn't have time to go through all of that, <laughs> so we're, we're just sort of hitting on the basics. Um, but as I said, she does represent fertility. Uh, that's part of the reason why the egg and the hair are uh, things that you see around this time of year. Um, the dying of the egg was actually specifically uh, related to Ostara. They were sometimes used as... Uh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm having the hardest time thinking of the word. I didn't write it down in my notes because I didn't think I would need to. And I know better than that. <laughs> um, offering. They were sometimes used as an offering to her. Um, and uh, the reason we celebrate Ostar around this time of year is because, you know, of spring, uh, the renewal of things. Um, it was also the name of the month that this all happened in, and there wasn't like a, a solid holiday. Uh, it was more of just a month-long thing where, as spring presented itself, people would feast and celebrate, and you know, the, the first uh, planting was happening, and 
people were clearing out some of their nicer winter stores, things like that, to uh, celebrate that the new year was happening. They were going to have fresh crop. Uh, there was going to be fruit again. Um, in the the newly Christian world, Ostara was uh, re replaced by, and I might be mispronouncing this, but what I found seemed to suggest it was pronounced Paschal, um, which was the Christian celebration of the res resurrection of Jesus. Um, and you know, for a long time, uh, I've known truly deep in my heart <laughs> that the Christian religion used Easter as a way to convert people, and it looks like that's probably pretty true, but it also looks like they were both celebrated by the same populations of people, because even if you bring in new traditions, it's hard to get rid of older traditions. And it, it looks like it almost just sort of grew together naturally. The celebration of Ostara, or Easter, and uh, the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because, um, I mean, there's nothing in what we view moder in modern day with Easter, like the, the bunny, the eggs, the colors green, purple, white, things like that. And that wasn't really super associated with Jesus. I mean purple was, but that's for a whole different reason. <laughs> and also, I don't, I think that's more modern. Anyhow? Anyway. Um, it's all related to Easter. Um, Paschal was just sort of squeaked in there. Um, in most modern day uh, beliefs, it's actually celebrated rather than in April when these feasts would have traditionally taken place in March, because that's when the equinox is. Because um, apart from being a time to celebrate life and creation, not creation, um, the growth of things and, and that, um, it's also the transition of energy in a lot of modern pagan beliefs. Um, it's taking the stored energy from the winter and turning it into action in the spring. Um, so, and uh, the equinox is also heavily representative of the renewal of, li renewal of life, obviously. Um, it is the key time in a lot of pagan beliefs to turn your hopes and your plans into action, into uh, results. And there's a bunch of stuff you can do around this time of year that are specifically seasonal to this. Hot cross buns uh, were often uh, presented as Ostara treats, uh, so that's a fun thing to make. They're pretty simple, there's lots of recipes out there, and you can put your fun little spin on them if you like. Um, you can make all manner of egg talismans, and uh, eggshells themselves are really good for things like planting, uh, excuse me, for planters. Um, if you have chickens, you can feed them back some of their own eggshells to help them maintain their calcium levels. Um, so this is a good time to take, dry up your eggshells, and use them in life-giving projects. Mm, let's see. I don't have a whole lot else prepared. I will say, though, uh, this is a good time to get creative with cakes. Um, baking was featured pretty heavily in a lot of Ostara feasts. For obvious reasons, you know, they probably had green stores left over longer than they had things like fruit stores left over. 
So if your focus is baking, get to it. Um, fruit's also a good uh, thing to have around this time because, you know, uh, the change to spring is repre will represent like the fruiting of plants and things like that. Um, all spring flowers are good decorations for your altar setup if that's what you choose to do. Colors like green, white, yellow, and purple are associated with Ostara. I don't know if you heard that, but that was actually Galena sleeping and groaning in the background. Um, she's had a very hard week, so I decided to let her sleep and take this over on my own. Uh, but that's about it. And I do apologize, I know episodes when it's just me are a little boring. There's not uh, the back and forth that's so fun on this show. But we do apologize for the small amount of content we've presented you guys with uh, this episode. We hope you can forgive us. If you do have any complaints, definitely let us know. Um, I don't have anything too spooky for you, but I hope you guys have a wonderful spring beginning. <laughs> That's bad words on my part. I'm sorry. Um, let us know what you did for Eurostar if you did anything. And, uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for always being patient with us, guys. Stay spooky, and keep your tits up.